Are you ready to make the right moves and unlock your passion? Welcome to From the Inside Out with your host, Carla D. Walker. To be your best self in your personal life and your business life, all you need to do is look within yourself. Now, here is Carla D. Walker. Good morning, world. How is it this morning? Again, it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Blue skies, the sun is shining. We have, we have a few little light clouds, but you know, it's green. There's no snow. It's not cold. I don't have to shovel anything. And I am loving life. It is absolutely beautiful. We are, it's a blessed day. I've got an absolutely great show for you today with a wonderful guest, Jason Jerome Williams. He is going to talk to you about his story, and we'll get to that in, in a minute. But first, I just want you to let's, let's set yourself, center yourself. So if you take a couple of deep breaths, breathing in and breathing out, breathe in and breathe out. And do it one more time for me. Breathe in and breathe out. Yeah, this should get centered. There's so much negativity going on in the world. And we want to start your day right this morning with all the blessings and all the good things and all the positive vibrations and energies that we can muster. You are enough. I want you to know that. You don't have to be anybody's expectation but your own. You are enough. You are enough in the world. Whatever you accomplish, whatever you don't accomplish is because you have made a decision that this is who you are and this is who you want to be. And I want you to be your authentic self at all times. In fact, what I really want you to do is uh, what Edmund O'Neill wrote uh, for me. It says, set yourself free. Set yourself free from anything that might hinder you from becoming the person you want to be. Free yourself from the uncertainties about your abilities or your worth of your dreams, from the fears that you may not be able to achieve them, that they won't be what you wanted. Set yourself free from the past. The good things from yesterday are still yours in memory. The things you will for tomorrow is only a sunrise away. Free yourself. Live this day as fully as you can. Set yourself free from the expectations of others and never feel guilty or embarrassed if you do not live up to their standards. You are most important to yourself. Live by what you believe and what you feel is best and right for you. Others will come to respect your integrity and honesty. Set yourself free to simply be yourself and you will soar higher than you've ever dreamed. I want you to be authentic. Be your authentic, beautiful self. There's only one of you. God didn't make any mistakes. There aren't any duplicates running around. Each of you has your own specific DNA. So, let's start this morning. I've got, like I said, I've got a wonderful guest. We want to talk about to talk about his journey and his story, and he is just absolutely fabulous. As I said, his name is Jason Jerome Williams, 
And Jason, just want to let you know, um, we, I've got just a tiny bit of background noise, so um, if you move anything, we'll be able to hear you. Just a heads up for you, so you know. Oh. But <laughs> don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. Uh, but I am so excited about you today and and talking uh, with us today on the show. And the focus of the show today is the uh, LGBT issues, concerns, with the emphasis on the black community and how it relates to LGBT uh, persons in general. Um, yeah. And, and just, you know, to, to there's so much going on, you know. I mean, I... I I read something the other day where uh, suicide is the is the third leading cause of death of LGBT youth. You know, you hear about the bullying, the discrimination, uh, but you don't often hear, at least I don't often hear a lot about the successes that are going right. on. And and so I want what I want to do today is is kind of get into all of that. But I want to celebrate you, and I want to hear about you and your successes, but also your story. You know, how did you get to be the wonderful person that you are today? And so if you could just uh, talk with my guests and just tell me a little bit about who you are. Give us a little background in terms of where you came from, uh, what your story is, um, that would be a great start, and, then, and we'll, we'll go from there. All right. Okay. So, for me, I um, I I was born and raised in uh, New, Jer- New Jersey. I uh, lived there to about when I was 15 years old. Um, I um, have about two brothers, um, one older, one younger than me. Um, I lived there to when I was about 15. My parents separated when I was maybe 10 or 11, maybe. And so um, I grew up there, and then when um, my parents separated, my mom had an opportunity to move to Georgia to um, take care of her father, who had gotten sick a little bit. And so she decided to move to Macon, Georgia, to take care of him. That's where she grew up. Mm. So she moved my brother and I to Georgia, and uh, I'm going to tell you, it was, it was, it was an eye-opener for me because we were city slickers. Moving uh-huh. to the country, it, it put us back a little bit. You and, did go and, to the country. It was slower, yeah. too. Yeah, we did. We lived out in the middle of nowhere. And it was like, you, I remember getting up and going to the, to, to the school bus and walking in the dark. And it was like, what is going on out here? So <laughs> it, it, was, it was interesting. Um, so I lived there for about eight years. Um, I went to college um, in Columbus University in Columbus, Georgia. Oh, yeah. And um, I studied uh, theater there. And um, it was a very eye-opening for me because, you know, this was my first time branching out from any of the culture that I had. You know, I've had, you know, um, when I lived in New Jersey, I had a, a, a lot of different cultural friends. And when I moved to Georgia, it was just like predominantly black. So I was like, this is different from me, too. So when I finally moved to Columbus, Georgia to go to college, this was, it was, you know, like most people when they go to college, it's a a different world. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I started, you know, experiencing different things. I was on my own by this point and, you know, I was like making new friends and, you know, it was, it was, 
those were the days where I actually looked back. I was like, this was a good time, you know. So um, this is also where I, you know, had a lot of gay friends and, you know, kind of was like coming into my own skin and learning who I was and, you know, understanding, you know, what I wanted to be. This is where I was becoming the man that I am today. So it was very interesting for me uh, when I when I uh, went to college there, and I mean I had a good time. You know, I did my thing there, and you know, graduated. And when I graduated, I moved to Orlando, Florida, and you know, I had some friends who moved here that I went to college with. Uh huh. And so I was like, you know, I want to where you know where's my next step. And so Orlando was something that I thought I really enjoyed, and I had visited a couple times. So I decided to to move to Orlando, Florida, and that's where I just you know that's where I took off. Okay, Kat, let me let me take you back a minute because um, mm-hmm. I want to I want to as you're telling your story and and uh, I'm listening to what to what you're saying. I mean, there's I understand exactly what you meant. I it's, it's I grew up in the north, and uh, when I went to school in the south as well, and um, there was a big difference, you know, where, where in the North, you knew there was discrimination, but they usually hit it, you know, right, it, was, right. it, it wasn't as blatant or as, as open as it tended to be in the South, but there was a definite difference. I can remember, because um, I played volleyball and basketball, so mm-hmm. um, I can remember going to... Uh, we were riding the bus on the way to a game uh, and seeing they had hung um, uh, 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 dummies out with uh, on nooses uh, on the path as we were driving to uh, to the to the university we were headed toward want to make sure that we saw it so um, I know how blatantly and how openly discrimination um, existed in the South that I didn't necessarily see uh, in the in the North, but I, I will say I did. We did have because I, I I went to elementary school, high school, you know, in in Ohio, right in Dayton, Ohio, mm-hmm. actually, and I used to um, I used to be on a on the drill team, and I can remember us going to the drill team. Uh, I mean, going to a parade and, and uh, our buses being stopped and being told that we had to get back uh, on the bus or we couldn't get off the bus because uh, the Ku Klux Klan was on their way. <laughs> and so we had to turn around and, you know, just I'm going outside of Dayton, Ohio, we had to turn around and go back. Uh, right. They weren't going to let us uh, march in the march in the parade. So, but, you know, though that's one side of the discrimination, you know, that, that I experienced, and I think you, you may have experienced some of that. You know, and, and it's very interesting, because when I lived in Georgia, coming from the South, I, I excuse me, coming from the North, I honestly okay. don't recall ever having experienced any type of discrimination. Oh. It wasn't until I got older that okay. I may have seen some of it. Like, I, there were times I was like, hmm, they do that because I was black? What, what was that? What was that? Yeah. But, you know, I didn't see a lot of it. Now, I'm going to say this. When I got into college, uh-huh. what I found to be very interesting was when I was in this theater department, 
I was the only black person in this department. Okay. And I was like, this is interesting. And they would always say, hey, you know, we want to do these, uh, these, you know, black plays and stuff like that. We want to, you know, venture off into things other than what we normally do. But they're like, we don't have any black people. We don't have black people that show up to these auditions. And I thought it was very interesting. And, I, you know, it was something that they were striving for. And I want to say maybe my second year, maybe my third year there is when we started getting more black students into the department. Before a good while, I was the only black person in this department. And I was like, so what am I going to do? What, what, what role do you have for me? Well, what are we going to do? And I remember one of my professors, he, he taught um, the... Uh, Black theater, and you know he. And a lot of people used to get very, and I noticed there were like a lot of black students would take his class, and they would get very upset because he was a white man teaching this class. Um, and he would say to me all the time, he was like, "Look, listen." He goes, "I don't think I have to be black to teach this class." He goes, "I have a very, very strong uh, knowledge in black theater." He goes, "I love it." He goes, "So I feel like I am qualified to teach it. I don't." feel I need to be black to teach it. And it was actually one of the best classes I ever took because I learned more about black culture in the theater and black plays and how black people were portrayed and, and, you Mm. know, and how we did things to, you know, bounce away from those stereotypes. Right. And so... Coming from that, I mean, you know, I learned a lot about, you know, the black theater. Um, so I enjoyed that. So, But I thought it was very interesting that when, when I did with being in this town, because Columbus, Georgia was next to, it was, it was also where um, Fort Benning, the army base was. So, you know, you had a lot of military in that area. Um, right. But I honestly can honestly tell you, I really, I felt blessed that I didn't come across a lot of um, discrimination and racism as I was going through college. Now, I'm not saying it wasn't there. Right. I just don't recall ever coming across it as much. Now, I may have gone places where I thought something is not right, but I don't ever recall ever coming across it as much. And, you know, so I've been very blessed about that, especially coming, living in, you know, the in Georgia. Yes. It was, you know, it was, if you know, it was there, but I don't ever recall coming across it. So, you know, and I think my parents did a very good job at, you know, educating us that, you know, it's there, but we never really came across yes. that as much. Um, for, for me and my brothers, my parents are really good about saying, you know, hey, you're black men. You do yeah. not want to put yourself in a position where, you know, you're being accused of something or this and that. I felt like my parents did a very good job of that. But I also want to say this. My mom kept us in church. Okay. So we didn't have time to get wrapped up and get involved and stuff. She kept us in church. She kept us involved in a lot of activities that didn't allow us to get wrapped up into stuff like that. So, but it's interesting, you know, I hear, you know, I hear people, they will always say, you know, hey, you know, I came across this, and, you know, these people are racist, this is this. And I was like, you know, I've been very, you know, blessed that I have never come across that, you know, at, you know, in my younger age. Now, I will say, as I got older, you know, as I moved around, I'm like, oh, I'm, I see it more. Oh, I'm starting to see it a little more, you know. 
And one of the things that my parents taught me was that as a black man, you know, you have to stick out. You have to do work hard. You have to, because they're, you're not going to be privileged to a lot of things. So my mom and my father always taught us, you've got to work hard. You've got to make sure that you, you know, you've got to stand out. You've got to make sure that you're the one that, you know, people are going to look for. So yeah. those are some of the things that always stuck out in my mind whenever I did something. I always made sure that, you know, I had to bring something to the table to yeah. be looked at. And so those are some of the things that I always learned coming up. But, um... And like I said, I've, I've always felt like I was, I was blessed that I didn't come across those things. And, you know, my mom would always talk about it. Like, Let me tell you something. Living in Georgia, we saw yeah. it. So I was like, ooh, I, I don't want to go back there. And so she was like, no, you'll be fine. But, you know, so I was very, 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 very blessed that I haven't come across a lot of that. But like I said, it was there. I knew it was there, but I never crossed my way so I was very very privileged and blessed that that never came across me well sounds like you grew up in the new south <laughs> yes ma'am and you were fortunate that you were able to do that you know uh, we're going to take a break in a second and and when we come back uh, I'd like you to, to tell me about when you want to go back a little bit and and, mm-hmm. and just kind of uh, Talk about when you began or when you started knowing that uh, uh, you your relationships were different from mm-hmm. or you felt differently about relationships as opposed okay. to what was officially considered that. Okay. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so we'll 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 talk about that on um, when we get back from the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you sometimes feel powerless over your own life? Does it seem like you're living for someone else, unsure of what your purpose is, or if you even have an important voice? It's time to take back that control. Tune in to Empowered with Des and Jen. They've been in the same place and have learned to regain control of their lives. They also feature amazing guests who share experiences of how they have found success. Start on your journey by listening Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. 
to From the Inside Out. To reach Carla Walker or her guest today, call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Carla Walker from the Inside Out at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome back. We're here with Jason Jerome Williams. And by the way, I like the way you spell Jerome. Uh, it's, it's different. I like that. Um, it reminds yeah, me. I don't know where my mom got that from. She, everyone says that your name is spelled wrong. It's supposed to be with a J. And I'm like, nope, it's a G. Uh, so I remember um, I had a boyfriend in high school named Jerome. And I thought, oh, okay. So, you know. <laughs> but he spelled it with a J. But anyway. Um, so coming back, we we'll just want to talk a little bit about um, uh, when you knew or when you realized, I would say that 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 you were that you were gay, and and how was it uh, coming out or telling your parents? Uh, uh, was it difficult uh, doing that? Uh, once you did it, uh, did things change? Did uh, people treat you differently? How did you feel? Uh, what were some of the challenges that you may have had, or maybe maybe you had none? But can you give us a little idea, perspective in terms of of uh, how, what, how what happened. Yeah, so I I was sort of a a, a late a late bloomer, as they say. I didn't come out till I was like twenty four, okay. but it wasn't it wasn't until much later until I really my parents started kind of figuring out what was going on. Um, so it was, let's say, um, it was, so I was 24 years old, and I came out to some of my closest friends first. Okay. And I was like, look, here's, here's, here's what it is. This is what I am. You know, what's up? And a lot of my friends, what I found interesting, we work in the entertainment industry, which is, it's, which is you know, you have more of a gay population in entertainment. So it was more, for me, I felt like it was more accepting. They kind of accepted me. And they were like, hey, this is who you are. This is who you are. So it yeah. made it easier for me to come out. Um, I've heard stories of people coming out and, you know, you know, being thrown out and being disowned. And, you know, I still hear stories of people's family who say, you know, oh, my gosh, you know, they don't speak to their family. Um, and I'll even tell you, there was um, one of my one of my biggest worries, and I kind of handled this in a, in a way. It kind of happened, and I thought about it a little more. One of I had a roommate who passed away a couple years ago. Who um, on his deathbed, he didn't want his family to know he was gay, oh. and um, it, he was going to pass away without them knowing that he was gay and someone one of her, his friends decided to reach out to his family and say look he's he you you may want to come he's sick he's dying and the family came and one of the things they said was this is this is our baby you know how is he that he did not know we didn't know this like we knew this you know, it's why would he hold this from us? So it was one of those things where it made me really think about it and go, you know, my gosh, you know, this is something that people keep secretive. 
Right. You know, I grew, like I said before, you know, I grew up in the church. My my dad's a preacher, so it's, it was hard for me to kind of talk about it. And, you know, I hear things. And, you know, for a while, it was like, they always, do you have a girlfriend? You know, I've never seen you bring a girl home. I was like, yeah, about that. Yeah, you know, don't worry about that. So it was one of those things where it, it got to a point. Now, I would say I got sick. I had a, I was in a hospital for um, almost uh, two months. Um, I had a, uh, uh, wisdom tooth that got infected and when uh-huh. they removed it it just it caused all kinds of drama so I mean I was in a hospital laid up you know with tubes coming out of me so my parents came in you know my friends called my parents down and my parents got to meet all my friends and stuff and this was the time where I was like okay this is when they're going to find out more about my life and what's going on and you know my dad started asking questions and stuff in that sense and so that was the time where it was like okay here it is yeah so it was one of those things where you know I had to kind of you know indulge more about my private life and you know with my family it's like I, don't, I hate to say it's not like a don't ask, don't tell, but it's not something that we just normally talk about. It's just like, you know, here's, here's Jason. You know, my brother's got their families, and here's Jason. But yeah. we know, and I always used to tell people, I said, my family knows. You know, they just don't ask the questions about it. They know. And I feel like what I found more is I found like some of the black culture is accepting of it. Some are not. Some do, yeah. you know, like, you know, but... It's becoming more where they're saying, you know, this is who they are. You know, this is who they, they are. Um, this is who my child is. You know, you accept it. And you know, it was one of the things I used to always tell my family a while back was that, um, was that, um, uh, and it, when when I die, and I always tell people I'm going to die. When I die. I'm the one that's going to stand before God and be judged. So when that happens, I'm the one to be judged. Don't judge me. Anyone can't judge who I am on this earth. This is how I'm going to live my life on this earth. When I die and go to heaven, I stand before God. He's the one that's going to judge me, and I'm going to have to answer to how I live my life on this earth. No one else here can tell me how I live my life here. So those are some of the things that help me come out and be who I was because I felt like no one can judge me of who I am but my creator. So I don't let, and I think that's how I made it through as living my life as who I am and and why I am this way. Now, I can go back and say, you know, when did I start thinking and when did I start knowing that I was gay? I would say when I was maybe in high school or maybe later in college, I started, you know, noticing a little more, but it wasn't until after college when I was like, okay, I need to start living who I am because it's, yeah. it's not working Jason, I'm where I want to go. Basically, I mean, I, you remember you're telling me that you were uh, your uh, preacher's kid, so mm-hmm. I would imagine I'm imagining that was probably a more difficult conversation to have because of your father's relationship in the church and particularly what I sometimes often see in the black church is a rejection of mm-hmm. homosexuality mm-hmm. or or there is that um, uh, and in the black household, you know, well, we just won't talk about it. It's like, you know, we get, oh, he's just weird or he's just, you know, kind of funny. Right, uh, but we don't talk about, you know, 
what it really is, you know. The, right. The, you know, and and so we, you're not often allowed to be um, your authentic self. Correct. You have to put on that that mask, and and if I and we think about that for years. Not only were you doing that with with people, not not you in in particular, but people weren't doing that with their families, but they were also doing that with their friends. They were doing it uh, at work, uh, in particular. Right. I mean, to come out or to be known as a gay person uh, at work would would be a career killer, you know. Right. So, um, so so I'm wondering, was it was it a difficult conversation, or how did your father receive you? Uh, he asked me. He was the one who asked me, and I'm going to tell you, my jaw dropped. I mean, I mean, it dislocated and dropped to the floor when he asked me because I was like, "What? Where's this coming from?" Yeah. And my dad, it was it's just you know, he's a very soft-spoken person, you know. So it threw me when he first asked me, and I was like, you know, either I can lie or or blow it off or you know, do whatever I need to do. So, um, but he was actually really good about it when he and I talked about it. So, okay. So that's it was it was it was a good it was a good conversation. That's great. That's great. I'm happy that you have parents that are accepting of you like that. You know, you hear stories about and I've known people who were you know thrown out of right. their homes because of of their sexual preference. That's um, correct. Correct. You know, yeah, and, and and I've heard a lot of that, and you know, and the thing about it is, is that I came out such a later age. Yeah, I was already on my own. So, and I always, I live in Orlando, um, and my family lives. You know, you know, my mom lives in Georgia, and my dad lives in New Jersey. So it's like my life. You know, they're not really interjected in my life much, but you know. Um, it's still one of those things that, you know, I'm in a relationship right now and I'm like, do I really want to take them, you know, uh, do you really want to take them back home to meet your family? I keep hearing people saying, Oh, Gator, I can look at the person that I know. Oh yeah, he is, or she is or whatever. And I'm like, you know, I've, <laughs> I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try that. I'm going to test this experiment. And I tell you, I did not guess one gay person. All the people I guess that were gay were married. <laughs> or and you, you wanna know what's so funny? I can't even hit it sometimes. Like it's <laughs> like somebody will walk past you, like I don't know. You know, it's like I don't think I was, yeah. I don't think I was privileged with the gaydar yeah. <laughs> coming up. But it's like it nowadays. It's like you know, a lot of people the stereotypes for, for for, gay people is they think they. they this is what they think they are, and yeah. we're not like that, and we're not those stereotypes. And you know, some of the things that I stop and I, I look, you know, I look at some of our our, our um, younger uh, gay um, gay and lesbians. I always stop and I think, you know, hey, you know, you guys, you, some of them are they have a thick skin, yeah. and it's like you. Do your thing, but be careful. You know, you got to watch yourself. You got to be careful because there's still that hate. There's still those people who don't understand. There's still that 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 discrimination of against you know gays and lesbians. So you have to be very careful. But 
you know, it's, it's, I tell people, it's like, you don't have to live this stereotype. And that's what a lot of people think is when they see someone who's gay, especially gay males, they think they're very feminine and this. And that exactly. Not a lot of gay men are like that. You know, exactly. it's, but people are who they are. And here's something that's, I wanted to bring to your attention as well, yeah, is great. transgender. Yes. It's, it's becoming, it's, I, I love it because people are now beginning to see this is who I am. This is who I can be. They don't have to hide it any longer. And that's what I love about, you know, our era right now. You know, even though we're this, it's still a struggle. You know, it's not accepting. You know, we're still going through, you know, even with our current president right now, it's like, you know, come on, man. You do the right thing. And, you know, it's just like be who you are. And, yeah. I, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, 10 years ago, you didn't see it as much. People, you know, and this is why I think there was a lot of suicide in people because they couldn't be who they were or they felt that it was wrong to be this. You know, a lot of religion, you know, it says the Bible says this, the Bible says that. I'll tell you one thing, I, 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 because I grew up in the church, you know, I, yeah, I can quote the Bible, I can hit you upside the head with the Bible. But, yeah. you know, I always stand on that. And when I die, I'm the one that's going to stand before them, not you and not right. you. So I'm going to live my life the way I want, and that's the freedom we are given. We're going to live our lives the way we are to be, and then we can answer to that later. What do you think, Jason, the, that there's this, it almost feels like there's a fear that for some people that if they come too close to someone who's gay, like it's going to, you know, jump off their body and <laughs> one person's body and into them or... Uh, I can remember, you know, people not wanting to be alone in, in a room or in a walk or be on an elevator with someone who's gay because for some reason they're going to attack them. I mean, I don't understand. It's just it it doesn't make sense to me the fear or the emotions that seems that this seems to bring out in people because they're not educated about it. They don't know it. They don't. They're not used to it. They've never been. They've never been around someone, and, and they, I, and I'll be honest with you, growing up, you know, for someone like me, you know, it's been in the back of my mind that this, you know, this, this, this is who I am, this is right, you know, we never, it's never been talked about when I was coming up, like I never, and when I actually came across the, the first gay male, I was like, what is this, what is, and, you know, and he's like, I mean, I, like I said, thick skin. You know, he walked around and was like, people called him names, and and it was bad too because he walked by and they just, you know, you know, whisper out slurs and you hear and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, how can someone live like this? Right. But I mean, it's like, and that's what's what's up with society today. It's like so many people, they don't have that support of someone saying it's okay to be who you are. Don't worry about this. You know. You know, you can be who you are and, and you know, and, and live your life and be who you want to be without it being thrown in your face as something being bad. And that is something that I've noticed with a lot of people is that when they come out, they feel like it's, it's you know, what is my life going to be like? How am I going to handle this? You know, and it's that's why I think there is a lot of suicide in our younger generation because they're not used to it. Uh, you know, when we come back on the other side of the break, we're going to take another break. When we come back, I, I, I do want to want you to, you know, tell us how have you persevered 
in a world where you because you're just because you're a gay man, mm-hmm. uh, you you're treated negatively or you're seen negatively. And I mean, what has kept you grounded and confident uh, when others may have doubted you? And you know, how, how have you been able to live so authentically and uh, and and live your best life? And so, like, let's talk about that when you come back on the other side of the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You are tuned into From the Inside Out. To reach Carla Walker or her guest today, call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to carlawalkerfromtheinsideout at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Oh, we're just having such wonderful conversations even during the break. Too bad. I wish you guys could hear it. But I was asking Jason, um, how has he... Uh, been able to persevere um, in a world that sometimes views view gays and lesbians as uh, so negatively, and and what's kind of kept him grounded and confident, and and allowed him to be so authentic when others may have doubted him. So, can you speak to that, Jason? I'm sorry, say that one more time. I, I missed that. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just saying, how have you persevered in a world that sometimes has viewed? gay men or gay and lesbian and women as uh, so negatively and what has kept you grounded and confident and and be able to live so authentically when others may have doubted you I surrounded myself around with good friends people who treated me for the person that I was you know and that's what I did I kept good company and I put myself around those who accepted me for who I am. And that's how I was able to, 
And, you know, it, it wasn't, you know, coming out for me was more of trying to deal with it with my family. It wasn't more of dealing with it from, um, like, those around me. Like, even in the workplace, it was more accepting, you know, than, you know, the workplace wasn't my issue or my yeah. friends. It was just trying to be accepted by my family. So that was something that I think I worried more about, but it wasn't something that I I struggled with. So for me, it was being around good people, being around those who I knew accepted me. And, you know, if there was someone who wasn't comfortable around me, I, I used my sense of humor to get them to be more comfortable with me. And that's usually what gets people to be comfortable is my personality and my sense of humor. Those are some of the things that I let them see first before I let them know anything else about who I am. And then once they know who I am, then they're like, oh, well, I didn't even know. But, you know, to hell with that. You know, you, you're a good person. So those yeah. are some of the things. And I felt like I was a good judge of surrounding myself with good people. Yeah, so so you learn to identify who those people are mm-hmm. who are supportive uh, and not negative, uh, who would Correct. lift you up and not pull you down, right? Correct, correct. And those are some of the things that, you know, I don't I typically put myself in a position where, you know, hang out with someone who's negative because, you know, those who are negative is like, you know what, you're, you're going to be negative, you're going to start making me negative, and I don't need that. I don't want people to think that I'm a negative person. Yeah. That's not who I am. So I've always been a good character, a, a good a person who's been able to, to look at someone's character and go, this is someone that I'm going to get along with. This is someone who's going to, I'm going to vibe with. So those are some of the things that I've always been able to um, understand so that I can keep them you know, close to me. Jason, I don't know if you if you have, but do you... Is there anything you'd like to share or, or tell the young men and women or teens uh, uh, who want to talk to someone about their sexuality or who want to be their authentic selves but, you know, maybe aren't sure or afraid? Some of the things that I tell people and the best way to kind of understand who to talk to people about it is you, you got to you fill people out sometimes. You got to see, you know, if someone is sitting, you know, talking, you know, bashing someone of, you know, bashing gay people or bashing someone of another race or something that says, those are some people that I'm like, you know what, you, you're not a good person. I'm not going to put myself in that position. But some people, the way I've always done it for me is I've always let someone see who I am you know, as a person, and then let them know who I am sexually. You know, you learn someone and how they are. The thing about the gay culture is we have to educate people of who the gay culture is. And I was just having this conversation with someone the other day that a lot of people didn't know the gay culture. They thought gay people were just this, you know, this evil type of, you know, just, they didn't understand. And we laughed about it the other day because I said, you know, since RuPaul's Drag Race came around, a lot of people seem to understand and start to look at the gay culture definitely. It's starting to be part of as a pop culture of this is what this is. 
before, I would be honest with you, years ago, if you brought this to someone, they would like, what is this mess? And so I think as we are as a society beginning to accept people for who they are, people yeah. are starting to understand and start to not discriminate. Now, don't get me wrong. There is still going to be that out there because people don't understand and they don't want to understand. So that that's what's going to, always going to be the pushback. But I think for someone who's trying to get people to know who they are, you just yeah. have to befriend them and talk to them and, and let them know. Once someone, you know, I'm dating someone who, when people meet him, they don't know he's gay. Until right. he says, and he's an open book, he'll blab it out. Yeah, I'm gay. I'm, I'm, yeah, this is what I am. Anyway. And they're like, oh, my God. And I'm like, sometimes you come off too hard on people. You come off too fast. But he says, nope, I need to let them know who I am right then and there so that way we don't have any issues. And he's like, some people are like, yeah, they're cool with it. And I'm like, some, you're going to run into some who are not, and that's okay. Yeah. But they just, a lot of the issues is people don't understand. They don't know. We are still human beings. We're no different than you and, and the next person. You know, why is it that if you like me, but then as soon as you find out that, you know, I'm gay, it's the, it's a different picture. I think you, I, know, I, you want to think about, I, I think about when you say that, you know, the United States as, as a whole is, is a, has a Puritan background from Puritan mm-hmm. society. So, uh, and I look at that and I look at other countries and, and I instantly, when we start talking about, about gay people, for some reason I think about England <laughs> and I think about um, how they seem to be so accepting uh, for people for who they are. They, they don't seem to have that as big a hang-up on the sexual preferences of individuals Correct. and making that sexual preference who the individual is. You know, they, they see more depth of the person. Right. Uh, even, the, even their portrayals uh, and, and their stereotypes are are humorous and never seem to be um, uh, negative or um, uh, or done with with any kind of viciousness uh, right. against right. against the individual um, and and are and are often so and they seem to be they're celebrated and and we seem to be doing a little more of that now and I think you you're probably right that through television, RuPaul certainly can accept uh, a lot of credit for, I think, how we're seeing um, uh, gays and lesbians portrayed and accepted, even and trans, I should say. Let me say that as well. Correct. Uh, um, so, so, so I think you're right. We have to educate ourselves more. We have to not be afraid, first of all. I mean, my God. Right. Not like you know, and I stop and I think about, you know, when, when the AIDS ec- epidemic came out, people were so afraid, like, to be near someone with it because they were afraid that they were going to catch it. And it was like, yeah. until we started educating ourselves and knowing more about it and how it's contracted and how you're able to to get this disease, then we started being a little more, like, it wasn't, like, I would honestly say, I would say, you know, Maybe in the last 10 years, maybe maybe a little more, people started being a little more understanding and understanding that this is what it is. Yeah. And it's like that. I almost look at it as, you know, you know, gays and lesbians, 
in the LGBT community, it's like people are starting to understand that, you know, hey, and I will say this, when the post-tragedy happened here in Orlando, it opened our eyes to what society, like people really were now saying, oh my God, this happened to these people. Oh my God. And people started pouring, you started seeing more love towards the gay community. And I hope, I was like, I hope this doesn't go away because I want people to, and it sucks that something like that happened for people to actually stop and recognize that we're human beings. You know, we're not just this, we're not aliens. We're human beings. We should be treated like everyone else. So I think history in the last couple of years have started to make, you know, you know, the LGBT community to be a little more accepted than it has in the past. And by that happening, you're starting to see more people coming out and being more comfortable. And, you know, but I think as a society, we have to educate ourselves of, you know, this is what, this is who people are. And this is not a bad thing. This is not bad. And I think we're all stuck on, you know, I always laugh because you hear people throw the Bible, and I'm like, do you even know what you're talking about? Do you even yeah. know what it says? Yeah. You're throwing it out there because the Bible says, I was like, do you really know what it says? Can you point it out where it says? You know, people use that as a crutch. Stop. Yeah. Get to know the person. You know, and I always tell people, and the, the thing that I always used to say about, you know, Christianity, when I was coming up, we always taught love. You should love thy neighbor, love thy brother. That person next to you is your neighbor. You're supposed to love them. You know, right. don't treat them any different. So those are some of the things that, that stick with me, and those are some of the things that I always tell people. These are the things that we should be remembering and yeah. not try to do something vicious to this person because they're not like you. Yeah. And I would be remiss if we don't, if I don't say, uh, uh, one, that, you know, bullying still goes on. You still have the discrimination. You still have some of the self-hatred within the gay and, and lesbian community and trans community that continues to happen. Um, but, but also, uh, it's not a one-sided thing. Is that I think there are opportunities for gays and lesbians and trans or the LGBT community to also not make assumptions that when people are questioning them or asking something or um, maybe they're not, they don't necessarily get what they want, that it's because they are gay or because they are trans. Um, Correct. Um, so I think we've got to give each other a break, you know, feel some compassion for, for, for both sides and, and be able to move uh, forward in a, in a more positive direction. Um, I've got about a minute, uh, Jason, if there's anything that you want to leave uh, my listeners with that, you, that you'd like to say to them. Uh, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. You know, you always treat each other like, you know, we, we knew each other for years. You know, always. One of the things that a dear friend of mine taught me was I speak to everybody as I'm walking down the street. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Be be friendly to each other, love one each other, one another. You know, it, it can make a difference to someone. And here's one more tidbit I always tell people: go to the dentist. Go to the dentist. Keep just keep a keep a keep a good eye on your teeth, because that almost was my downfall. So make sure you do that. That's what I tell people: go to the dentist. 
Okay, I thought, I thought I thought you were gonna say because you know when you when you meet people you want to smile, but I forgot. Hey, listen, you know, you was, I, so I, you don't I, land I, in the no, hospital. No, let me tell you something. I, I take pride in my smile. My parents paid a lot of money for it, so yeah. I tell people yes, a smile can go a long way too. So when you smile at people, that may always let them know that you're friendly. So. <laughs> All right. Jason, I have loved having you on the show today. I really appreciate it. I want Thank to get out these numbers. In, in, uh, these numbers. Um, if anybody is experiencing domestic violence, um, whether you're an LGBT person or if you're an LGBT person, uh, or, um, call the National Coalition of Anti-Violence um, mm-hmm. Project. The number is 212 Seven one four one one four one. There's help there. Also, there's the National Domestic Violence um, Coalition. It's one eight hundred seven nine nine safe. That's one eight hundred seven nine nine safe. And and also, uh, if you're depressed or you're thinking about uh, leaving us, uh, please don't call uh, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at one eight hundred. Two seven three talk one eight hundred two seven three talk. Your life is worth everything, and we love you. And we want to be on a, be on this earth with us and to share uh, your authentic self with us every day. I want you to live your best life. Again, I thank my guest Jason Jerome Williams for being on the show today. He's been absolutely fabulous. And to my listeners, love you um, from the inside out. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to From the Inside Out. Be sure to join your host, Cara D. Walker, for another episode of the program next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have the best week. Uh-huh.